0: episode 4, the final episode of this WanjaCity Passion Series. You are now on board WanjaCity Tour. My name is Wanja City and this is my city, WanjaCity. We are at the end of the Song of Songs. The concluding verses from Song of Songs will be from chapter 8, verse 5 to 14. Just 10 verses. But what an ending. Well worth the wait. our main characters in the first episode in episode two we saw them marry and in episode three we saw the ups and downs of a devoted romantic relationship it is not without its pains and drama plenty But there was also plenty of sweet lovers talk intoxicating really sometimes too much for a casual bystander though i'm sure if you asked the lovers they wouldn't even care or notice you lost as they would be in each other's eyes you're beautiful no you're more beautiful You're radiant. You have stolen my heart. You're outstanding among 10,000. You are enough. Okay? You get it. You're in love. You're passionate about each other. Enough. And this is the passion series featuring the beloved and happy lover from the Song of Songs and mentioning characters from some of my favourite soap operas. If you listened to episode one of SOS, I mentioned that I think the best soap opera makers are Koreans, Filipinos, Mexicans, everyone else. In that order, top to bottom. We mentioned the others in that list in previous episodes, but I saved my best for last. South Koreans have K-drama, and they are masters of their craft. Their musical scores, divine. Their acting, superb. What really impresses me is how they managed to weave all those classical elements into an amazing piece. Like I'll cry episode after episode of my happy life because that main character goes through it. (laughs) And the irony of such a sad, tearful show called Happy. That convinces you of how beautiful the struggle was in the end. I mean, just master's. Or this other one, Boys Over Flowers. Yeah, I know the title is funny. This was my first gay drama that sold me on that genre. A high school setting showcasing the vast difference between the haves and the have-nots. Then one of the haves and one of the have-nots fall in love. It's a common enough storyline in these soaps. But this one was too much. They infused some humor, yeah, so that it wasn't too intense. For example, when he came over to her parents' house and was, me- he was just bemused, shocked yet, just amused and he noted how their whole house their whole house kitchen bedrooms everything could fit in his one bedroom you know his own suit in his father's house that one their whole house could fit in his bed bathroom forget the bedroom Jihu, hmm. Jandi. yes i crammed their names is how i touched i was to the show those many years ago don't judge But do you see the correlation to the Shulamite woman feeling inadequate? Imagine the richest man, the king of your times, noticing you and singling you out of all his would-be suitors. Are you starting to get a clue? Then there's another one, just called marriage contract. Ugh, this one's acting was superior. That lead actress, ooh wee, that's her name by the way. Impeccable. She really had me believing she had a brain tumour and was losing her eyesight. I mentioned A Marriage Contract in the last episode too, you know the Mexican telenovela. But in that one, the lover man was in love with her and was really just trying to trap her to keep her for himself. In this gay drama, marriage Contract, there's initially no love whatsoever on both sides. Which makes me want to talk about arranged marriages, but I will not digress. Not now. This one needs a special edition. Actually, the whole marriage deal cannot be contained in a single episode or even a series. Let's focus, let's focus, let's focus. Marriage Contract, the Korean drama where our lead characters get into the contract. She's a young widow with a daughter that needs provision and protection. He's from an incredibly wealthy home and will pay someone to get his mother a liver transplant. And so she in debt as she is losing her health and possibly her life and seeing nothing to lose by donating her liver while keeping secret her brain tumor and he buying a liver for his mother despite their rather complicated mother-son relationship enter into a marriage contract it develops into this beautiful relationship full of devotion and some romance in the end two Very different worlds meet and somehow connect. They merge into one real relationship. In the end, we do not know just how much longer she has to live because it's clear at that point that the tumor is winning. But it doesn't matter. She has decided to live what is left of her life as best as she can. He has also accepted the situation and she as she is and chooses to cherish them and their relationship as they are. Open-ended ending. We do not see the typical happily ever after we expect even demand from our soaps why not we watch these things to escape our mundane lives just mundane lives not to see everyday life reflected we have enough of that thanks so give us some on-screen passion and let it end happily okay is that too much to ask from a soap opera of course not i don't think so and so back to song of songs we are now finally at the conclusion what will it be we want a happy leave after, of course. I just explained why. The bridegroom king is talking, and we see just how strong love is. He speaks of love as strong as death and the grave. This passion is as consuming as the very flames of fire. KJV in verse 7 of chapter 8 says, Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. This kind of love consumes everything in its way. It is that powerful and he wants her to set him as a seal upon her heart and arm so song of songs ends with them talking about their all-consuming love like a divine duet of sorts they talk of hurrying to the mountains like a graceful gazelle and that is where we leave them we don't really read of their life after this doesn't that seem rather open-ended to you it's good in that they express adoration and devotion she, she's come full circle. From not being ready, from slackening in her devotion, remember sleeping bright, to rekindling her desire and being assured of her bridegroom's love for her. He has repeatedly showered her with affirmation of her loveliness to him, dispelling her doubts of his love for her in spite of her perceived flaws. We have read of or heard of passionate so opera stories and of devotion. We started by saying in episode 1 that we need both for a thriving relationship. And it seems that happily ever after is not a destination in itself. It is like the pursuit of love is just that, a pursuit. It takes some work. You can't just go to sleep and assume that what your relationship was yesterday, it is today. Just like that, as though by osmosis or something. Love stock is also not enough of itself. It needs some action too. Something like devotion. kind we see in proverbs actionable stuff you keep going together making room for each other opening up to each other at the expense of your personal comfort sos is also about feelings no doubt about that heart pounding soul exalting passionate romantic stuff the stuff that delights and invigorates keeps relationships sweet of the bridegroom king and his shulamite bride of king jesus and his church bride of devotion, of passion, of a pure balanced love, of a divine romance. That is my takeaway from Song of Songs. I hope it's made your soul sing just a little more to the melodies or melodramas of love. You can pick up your Bible and read the book with fresh eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you and refresh you as you read it. And if you happen to find yourself watching a soap opera story an S.O.S. Well, maybe remember there is an ultimate romance S.O.S. With love, Wanja City of Wanja city, where we have more than audacity we are Wanja city. and remember you like a city on a hill cannot be hidden so go forth and shine and do it with love Thank <music> you.